You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Uh, on part two series is, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? Amen. Hopefully you guys are not running against this wall. Amen. How many know that sometimes life feels like you're running against the wall? You're not going anywhere. Amen. It seems like you're in the same place all the time. And, but what are you doing with your life? Uh, tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. <laughs> Come on. But really, now, now, now that you're saved, uh, uh, now that you're coming to church, uh, what are you doing with your life? I mean, does your life count? Come on, is your life making a difference? See, there are three things that you can do with your life. Amen. First, you can either waste it. Come on, I've been there. Hallelujah. Come on. This is where you, you're just living day to day, amen, or you're just living for yourself, amen. Uh, man, uh, this is where, you ever, you ever had a thought like this, man, that was a wasted day. Come on, you ever seen a movie and say, man, what a waste. <laughs> man, you say, man, you spend some money, man. He's like, man, the, the, the hype, and what a waste. And sometimes we can waste our life, amen. And I don't know about you, uh, but before I came to Jesus Christ, I was wasting my life, amen. I, I was just living for the day. I was just living for self, amen. So you can either, you know, waste your day or waste your life. Second thing, you can either spend your life. Spend it on a career, save money, spend money, trying to make a name for yourself. Or you can invest your life. Listen, the best use of your life is to invest in something that's going to outlast it. People who waste their lives are called fools. People who spend their lives are called average. But people who invest their lives are called wise. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a fool. And I don't want to just be average, amen. I want to be wise in my life, amen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says this in the New Living Translation. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Come on. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. I want to look at some good Christian principles based on the parable and the talents in Matthew chapter 25. There are seven principles that we see here in this passage of, of Scripture, amen, for investing your life and making it count, amen. I'm going to look at three of them today, amen. How many want to make your life count? Hallelujah. How many want to make the count? To heaven, amen? Come on, you want to be one of those, you know, I made it. I mean, I want to I count myself in, amen? So let's see how we can invest our lives in a way that will outlast it, amen? Now I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 25, verse 14. I'm going to read one scripture there in the New Living Translation, and the rest I'm going to read it on the New King James Version, amen? But uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, New Living Translation says it like this. Again, the kingdom of God can be illustrated by a story of a man going on a long trip. He called all his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Verse 15 to 30 now, through the New King James Version, it says it like this. He gave one five talents. Somebody say five talents. Another two, another one, each according to his ability. And immediately he went on his journey. He had read the talents, traded them, and made another five talents. Likewise, the one that had gained, uh, gained two more. But even one went on the ground and hid the, his Lord's money. After a long time, the servants came to settle the accounts with him. So he who received five talents, five, five more, hides them. The Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few years, Lord. Talents besides them, good and faithful servant. I'll make you ruler of many things. Enter into the Lord, into the joy of your. Then the one that talent came and said, Lord, I knew you were a hard man. Reading you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. I was afraid. Went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, 
There is what is yours. But the Lord said to him, you wicked, lazy servant. You knew I reap where I have not sown or gather where I have not scattered seed. So you had ought to at least deposit my money with bankers, and I would have been coming back, receiving back with some interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to the one that has ten talents. For everyone who has, for everyone who has more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But for him who does not have, even what he does have will be taken away, and he will cast this unprofitable servant into the outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let us stand and pray. Come on. I mean, no, we're going to need some prayer right now. Well, somebody locked the door. <laughs> amen. Let's bow our heads, amen, as we receive the word of God today. Father, I thank you, Lord, this day, Lord, and we pray right now. I thank you for the visitors here, and I thank you for the giving, the offerings, the worship, everything, Lord, and everyone that came and made their way here to you. And Father, I pray as I read this scripture, my Lord, Father, that you start to prepare our hearts. Father, not with fear, Lord, but with reverence towards you and what we ought to do with our lives, Father. And so I pray right now, Holy Spirit, start to move as we welcome you in this place. You know exactly where each and every person is, Father. And so I pray this day, those that have an ear, that they would hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say. That they leave this place not discouraged, but encouraged, Lord. I, I pray that they leave here, Father God, convicted, Father God. And, and Father, they would start to learn what they need to do in your kingdom. And so I pray, Father, bless this time. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people say, amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and grab a seat. This morning, I'm going to read that last part. It says, therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him that has ten talents. For everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant to utter darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. Of course, you, you, this, this, this story here, amen, it's about the talents, amen. And I want to talk about some principles that are in this passage of Scripture that helps us to do what we need to do and use what God has given us for his kingdom. Can somebody say amen? See, the first principle is ownership. Ownership. Listen, guys, everything you have really belongs to God. Come on. Come on, you really don't own anything, amen. God made it all, so guess what? He owns it all, hallelujah. Psalms 24 verse 1 says, the New Living Translation says this, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, hallelujah. Amen. It says right here, you got to really understand this church, everything in it is his. Come on, he just loans it to us for a while Whatever X amount of years you live here on earth, amen, you get to use it for a while, and then it gets passed on. So you really never really own anything. Come on. They're temporary. Even our kids. Even our wives. Come on. I, I don't, she doesn't really, I, 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 I only have her for a season. And I got to make the season count. Hallelujah. Otherwise, she won't come over to my mansion in heaven, you know. Hallelujah. So I got, I got to be good to her. Can somebody say amen? Come on. We got to be good to each other, amen. So we really don't get to own anything, amen. Everything is temporary. I, I own a car, but sooner or later I'm going to have to give it up. Come on. You may say, well, I own a house. No, someday somebody else will be living in your house when you move on. It's the truth. You can't take it with you. There was a story about this man and and. and this man, man, would just save his money. Every time he got paid, he would put it under a mattress. I don't know if you've got any mattress stuffers here, amen. Hallelujah. He would just put money and you just, he would just take it and, and he was getting ill. And, and, and so he told his wife, when I die, I want you to put all my money that I have underneath my mattress and put it in the casket because I want to take it with me. I don't want to leave nothing to no one. And this guy got sick, and eventually he died, and his wife honored his wishes. So his wife went to his room, got all the money from his mattress, went, into the, went to the bank, deposited it, 
wrote a check, and put it in the casket. Let's see if you can catch that one, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> because let me tell you, you can't take nothing with you. Come on, we want to take things with us, amen. We think, man, uh, uh, when I die, I want to take this. You can't, you don't take nothing with you. Can somebody say amen? In the Bible, it says in Job chapter 1, naked I came, naked I leave. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Everything you think you own, church, you're going to leave it for someone else when you're gone. Maybe your children, it may be your family member, it be someone, but they get to borrow it for a while. And guess what? It gets moved on again. In Genesis chapter 2, God tells us God's purpose for man for the very beginning of life. In Genesis chapter 2, 15, NIV says this, God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. He put us, somebody say me, he put us to work it and take care of it. See, God made the world, and he put us to manage it. He wants you to take care of his world. Let me ask you a question. How are you doing in managing God's world? Come on. Come on. If he brought you into the office and goes, you know what, we need to sit down, amen, we need to review how you've been managing. How do you think that would go for you? Come on. Anybody here would get a promotion? Or a write-up, hallelujah. <laughs> I wonder if anyone would get a pink slip. Come on, well, how, how is it on what we're doing? Did you, did you understand that, that the purpose that you have, that God wants you to manage his world? This is why you and I are here. This is why he put man in the garden to work it and take care of it. Amen. Are we doing our part? See, the word management and the word stewardship are the same word. It means to be an administrator. An administrator. <laughs> I'm rapping here, amen. Hallelujah. I need some water. Again, let's look at our text in Matthew chapter 25, 14 of the, of the NIV. It says this. Again, it's like a, a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted him with his Wealth to them. See, in this parable, the man going on the journey is, represents who? God. God is the man going on the journey. We are the servants. Amen. Wealth has been entrusted to us. Property has been entrusted to you and I. God has entrusted some things to you. Amen. God has entrusted you with, entrusted you with some privileges and some responsibilities. Everything you have, everything I have really belongs to God. This is the principle of ownership. You've got to understand who the owner is. The second principle here is the principle of distributing. God has distributed according to his plan. God has given us some talents and some abilities. God has given you some talents and some abilities. Matthew 5.15, King James says this. He gave one, he, uh, one he gave five talents to another two and to another one, each according to his own ability. Now, in the word, the word in the, in the Bible, talent is a measure of money. It's, it's, it's worth probably around $1,000, a talent. So the word talent actually comes from this parable. Talent today is our natural given, God-given abilities. Our talents is like currency in the hands of the servants in our text. Talent is something that, that is loaned to us. We can either waste it or we can spend it or we can invest it. Come on, you can either what? Waste it. Somebody say waste it. Spent it or invest it. Those are the three things that you can do with your talents here today. So it's something that is loaned to us, amen. So a talent is anything that God has entrusted you with. Parents, if you're a parent here today, how many know that God entrusted you those kids? He, he, he loaned them to you. He said, you know what, the, the, I'm entrusting you. 
I'm giving you some responsibilities here. I want you to manage them well. And so things are given to us. So anything that God gives us, amen, is a talent. Now, these amounts may different on how God distributes these talents. Remember, he gave five to one, two to another, and one to another. The amounts were different. But listen, listen, everyone gets something. Did you get that? Come on, tell your neighbor, you've got something. <laughs> come on, don't, I don't got nothing. You've got something. Everyone, come on, somebody say, everyone gets something. Come on, no, some get five, some get two, get one, but let me tell you, everyone gets something, amen. Now, come on, the master divided his money among the servants according to their ability. No one received more or less on what they can handle. Come on. Some of you guys say, well, give me five talents. Some of you guys can't handle one talent. Come on. We, 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 we think, man, we want more, but you really don't know what you're asking for. So God is so good and so gracious, and he's such a great uh, owner, amen, that he gives you what you can handle. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. He gives you the ability, so whatever you have, let me tell you, what you got, you can handle it. And so you got to be faithful to what he has given us. So he divides these talents according to their ability, amen. These are different abilities. These are different levels of talents. But everyone gets something. Come on. How many know that God includes you in, your plan, in his plans, in his kingdom, amen. doesn't matter who you are, amen. You can be the, if you're here, God wants to say, God, I can use you. Uh, you know what, uh, this one I'm going to give you five, this one I'm going to give you two, yeah, I'm going to give you one, but you're going to get something. Everyone here, God loves, you guys are all different and unique, and, and so there's, 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 there's no such thing as a, a no-talent person in the world. Each one of you are special to God. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm special. Tell your other neighbor, he's really talking to me. You know he's talking to me, right? <laughs> no, you're special. Come on. God has designed you uniquely. Everyone here is different. Right? There's not two that are alike here. Everyone's different. I mean, there's my son over there, but he, he's my son, but he's different from me. Come on. Uh, you know, they're, they're, everyone is different here. And so God says, you know what? Everyone's here. That's why everyone has different abilities. And so God gives you some abilities. And he says, this is what you can handle right now, but I got some, some more for you. You know, I'm, I'm going to give you some more if you're faithful. See, these other ones were faithful, and they received more. And so the thing is, you be faithful with that one, you be faithful with the two, or you be faithful with the five. But everyone gets something. So if you came into this place, well, I, I don't know where I fit. I, I don't know where, what God's plans are. Well, just consider yourself as the one. You got the one talent, amen. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Come on. I'm here and I got one talent, amen. Come on, that's all right, amen. But you're somebody. No one here is a no talent. If you came to the house, you, you, you received one. At the door, somebody should have gave you one talent. Somebody say, I'll take a thousand. <laughs> You're all important. You all have value in God's eyes. God, God looks at you and says, you know what? I'm going to use you. And don't just, whatever it is, the ability you are, whatever talent, he says, okay, I'm going to entrust you with five. This one I can entrust with five. This one I'm going to give you two, amen. You just got here, I'm going to give you this one. But you're important, and you're going to get something. It's not like, you know what? Well, maybe if you work your way, I'll give you something. No. Right when you come into God's kingdom, he gives you one. Come on, right, right, right there, from, from the rags kind of to riches. We came in with nothing in the church, guys, and God gives you something automatically once you walk into the house of God. He said, no, you're important. The world may say you're a mess up. The, the world says you're, you're nobody, but here, once you walk into these doors, you're a somebody in the kingdom of God, amen. And he says, you know what, I'm going to use you. Here's your one talent. You belong. See, if you receive one, guess what? You belong. Tell your neighbor, I belong. We belong, church. 
That's how much God loves us, amen. There is no such thing as a no-talent person in the world. Romans chapter uh, 12, verse 6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. See, we're responsible. Say, I'm responsible. We are responsible to use what God has given us. See, the issue is, church, it's not how much we have, but how well we use what we have. Did you get that? It's not how much you have, but how well you use what you have. Come on, if you have that one talent, then use that talent to the best of your ability. Come on, if you have two talents, then use it to the best of your ability. See, you can be a five-talent person, but not use it as well as a one-talent person. So it's not this matter. You can, you can be the five-talent person and just be someone that brags. Look what God has had. Look, what we're, look where, where I'm at. We're this and all this instead of being faithful because, see, he can lose those talents as well as we see the one that was taken away from the one. So it's not on how much you have but how well you use it. It's all about God's grace, church. But there are different gifts, but everyone here at least gets one talent. See, God gives us these talents and these gifts so that we can build up his church. He says manage. You got to manage his world. I want you to work it and I want you to take care of it. Come on, we don't just come into the church to sit down. Come on, that, that's not the answer, church. It's okay, I'm here, I'm safe. Okay, I got my ticket to heaven. Church doesn't save you. Hello. Come on, church, this, this building's not going to save you. It's your relationship with God. Come on, it's just how, how well your relationship is, what you're doing with the things that, that he has given you, the responsibilities that he's given you, amen. And so we're here, how I many know that we are here to build up this church? Come on, we're here, come on, it's not here that, you know what, at least I'm saved, amen. No, no, we're here because we want to build up his kingdom, amen. We want to use the talents, we want to use the gifts that we can build up the church and use them effectively in managing his world. The world that he put us in, the world that he loaned us for a while, the world that we're just passing through. Come on, how many know that we're just passing through here? Come on, we're, we're, God has a better plan for us. God has a better destiny for us, amen, a, a place called heaven. He says, you know what, I, I, I go to prepare a place. Come on, I don't leave you as orphans, but I come to prepare, go to prepare a place that where, where I am, you'll be. So God is hooking you up right now. Come on, somebody. He's building you your mansion. He's building you your pad up in heaven. He says, you know what, I got to take off, amen, so I'm going to leave. But you know what, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. He's going to help you. He's going to guide you. He's going to teach you. But I'm going to go build up your house, amen. I'm a, I, got some, I got my angels up there. I'm a contract. I'm going to build the house. I'm going to build you your mansion, amen. So where I'm at, you're going to be. So he, he goes and prepares a place. He says, but along the way, I want you to manage this. I want you to take care of this. I want you to work here. I want you to do what you need to do. Come on. Uh, the work is to save souls, guys. Come on. It's to get the gospel out there and tell people about Jesus. Amen. And that's, that is our goal is to go make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Teaching them. Come on. Have we been teaching, church? We talked about building memorials last week, amen, about our homes as parents. We need to be teaching our kids. We need to be teaching them the word of God. We need to teach them uh, and, and, and show them. And we got to build some memories in our homes. So God has given us at least one talent to build up the church. To use them effectively to, to manage his world. And we do this by realizing, church, that all gifts and all abilities come from God. It's not about you. You're not that special. <laughs> God made you special. You, you can't take any credit for yourself. You know, you got, it's a God-given ability. It's a God-given talent. If you know how to sing well, that's a God-given talent. God gave you that talent. And you got to understand that not everyone has the same gift. They don't. We're all different. They're all different gifts that we have. You know, my gifts are different from your gifts. 
You know, God, God we, there's, a, there's a common cause, but we all have different gifts. Can somebody say amen? You need to know who you are. Do you know you? Or are you trying to find that out still? Come on. See, the first thing, in order to know your abilities and your talents, you got to know you. You got to know who you are. You got to know, you, you, you know, you got to know that you are a son and daughter of God. You, you got to start by knowing who the owner is. God is my father. I'm his son. Amen. You got to start to know those things. And then once you know who you are, then you do your best of who you are. Amen. So you got to know you, find you, and then do the best of you. Come on. These are things that we need to understand. If we're going to build the kingdom of God and we're going to take care of his world and we're going to work it, church, then you got to know your job. Amen? you got to know where you fit into this plan. But see, all of you have at least one talent. So you're included in the plan. you got to find out where, my, where, where I fit. What do I need to do, God? Where, where's my part? Where's my ability? Where's my talent? I, uh, I was in a, a meeting with uh, some of our leadership, amen, and... and, and and one of the guys, someone asked me, you know, uh, what's my talent? I said, yours is on layaway right now, amen, hallelujah. You got one, amen, you're here, amen, but the other one's on layaway. Some of our, our stuff is on layaway. Remember layaway? <laughs> Remember? Man, we, my mom used to put clothes on layaway for school the next, man, I'd be going to there. It goes, I'm going to be wearing that shirt in a couple months. <laughs> it's on layaway right now. <laughs> Some of our, our gifts are on layaway. God, God shows you a little bit, but he doesn't give it to you yet because you're not ready for it yet. You know, as a pastor and as an overseer, God shows me some abilities and talents in your lives. And he'll say, you know what, he'll show me something inside of you. And they may not be ready for it right now, but, but I see it. And I, I, and I think that's how God looks at all of us. He sees the, the ability, he sees the talents in your lives. But sometimes we're either wasting it, hello, spending it, but he's looking for people to invest it. Come on. I mean, there can be Christians wasting their lives. It's the truth. Why? Because they're sitting on their talent. They're sitting on that one talent still where God has so much more for us. We're spending the talent and trying to make a name for ourselves. But God wants you to invest your talent. And somebody say amen. So you need to know who you are and do it the best that you can. And dedicate your gifts, your talents to God's service and not for personal success. See, God uses, some people use their God-given talent for personal success. We see that in singers today. They were raised in the church. They got that talent from God. Now they're using it for something else. It's not for God's glory. It's for their self-glory. So we can use things that God has given us and use it the wrong way. See, we got to understand what, what, who, I, who I am, who you are, and then do the best you can, and then dedicate those gifts into God's service, amen. Come on, for personal success. You know, I, I look at the life of Whitney Houston. Talented, talented, that wasted it. Wasted it and lost her life for it through the course of it. Let me tell you, if she stood focused, maybe things would have been different. If she would have used their talent the way God designed her to. So we can waste our lives, church. We can spend our lives. But God wants us to invest our lives. Because there's so much more in investment than the other two. Come on, we get, something comes back. Sometimes using your gifts sometimes brings joy to you. Come on. You start to become happy for doing what God created you to be. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy standing behind this pulpit and say, God, you want to use me to minister your word. God, thank you. I, I invested my life, amen, and God brought some other things in my life to say, okay, you're faithful with this. I'm going to give you some of this, son, and start using these talents. And so I, I, I'm grateful for what I've got, amen, and I'm doing what God is telling me to do. I found me, and I'm doing the best of me, and, and I'm not perfect, church, Though my wife says I am, but I'm not, per no. <laughs> she can be the first to say, liar. <laughs> I'm 
I'm doing the best, I want to do the best I can, and I fall short of God's glory, and I never will say I arrived. Paul even says, I don't consider myself that I arrived or I know it all, but one thing I do is keep focus, amen, keep my eye on the prize, follow that cross, amen, and keep going forward, amen, forgetting what's behind and going forward, amen. Come on, we mess up, amen, we trip up, amen, no one's perfect, amen, in the kingdom of God. Come on, we all fall short of God's glory, but we got to get up and continue to do our best. See, that's the problem with some of the people with their abilities is when they mess up, they stay there down instead of getting back up. Come on, you ever messed up and just stood there? I messed up. I fell. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm. you get mad at yourself, but you do nothing about it, but you stay there complaining. And then you kind of rule yourself out, well, God don't want to use me no more. You start listening to the lies of the devil, you really messed up, and people are going to talk about you, and you're going to have to confess this, and, and all this stuff just starts to, the devil just starts to, to feed on you instead of just saying, you know what, you're a liar. Come on, I, I'm chosen by God. God, I get up, God, I, I mess up, you repent. You say, God, forgive me. And as soon as you say that, God forgives you. And he says, go and what? Sin no more. Come on, when, the, when, the, when that prostitute was thrown at Jesus' feet, amen. Come on, the Bible says your worship is to condemn her. And so he says, well, whoever doesn't have any sin, go ahead, cast your, the first stone. Yet no one could. Every rock fell to the ground. See, nothing, no one can throw, it doesn't matter what people say, church. It matters what he says. And he looks at her, where, where are your accusers? She turns around, there are none, goes, well, neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more, you're forgiven. That same very person was at the cross when he died. So God turns our lives around. And so when we mess up church, don't stay there. Get back up. Even if other people are accusing you, even if your people in the church are even talking about you. Come on, sometimes one of the worst, man, some of the worst criticism comes from the church. Nobody here better be talking stuff, man. <laughs> Watch. I'll, I'll cast you in outer darkness where there's a gnashing of teeth. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So you need to know who you are and do, what, do the best. Or what it is. Be willing to yield, utilize your gifts wholeheartedly. Come on, know that you have a gift, man. Don't, don't just say, well, I, I got this and God wants me to do this, but you don't do nothing with it. Or you do it half-heartedly. Come on, you know, man, you're, you're there to disciple people and all this stuff. And all you're doing is discipling wholeheartedly or saying, oh, man, they're a bother. Oh, this is a, oh, man, this is a pain and all this other stuff. But serve wholeheartedly. Now, I know that sometimes people can wear on you. Come on, somebody, don't look at them right now. But people can wear on you, amen. But this is where God gives our strength because it's not us. It's the God-given ability in us that helps us to do what, do what we need to do, amen. And that is to deal with, with relationships. God, give me the strength to be uh, that better husband. Help me to, to deal with this situation, that situation, God. Uh, I don't want to voice out. I don't want to speak my mind because my mind is telling me other things. God, I want to do the right thing. Uh, I want to use the talents that you have given me to build up your church and not tear it down. Use your gifts wholeheartedly. Not holding back anything from God's service. See, our role is to be faithful. Somebody say Faithful. You got to be faithful to seek ways to serve others with what Christ has given you. You ever need encouragement here, church? See, sometimes it, if your gift is a gift of encouraging, then God says to encourage, to, to encourage. And we're here to build up, church. That when, when, when someone's down, someone's there up to help up. And when you're up, man, you, and someone's down, we, we, we pay it back. We're here to help out each other, amen. Come on, we're not here to, to step our way up into position. We're not here because that brother's down, okay, I'm next now. You know, we're not here to step on people, amen. We're here to pick up people. We're not here to make a name for ourselves, but we're here to invest the gifts and talents that God has given us. That is the principle of distributing. The last one today. The principle of accountability. 
God expects you, somebody say me, God expects you to use your talent. God has made an investment in you. Let me say that again. God has made an investment in you. He has invested in every single life that's in this place today. He laid his life for you. He died on the cross for you. He shed that blood for you. Come on, he invested in you. While you were still a sinner, amen, Christ died for you. Come on, somebody. Come on, he invested. He said, you know what? It seems like a waste, amen. They seem like they, they don't love, they, 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 they don't want no part of me, but I'm going to invest my life. I'm going to lay down my life for you. He invested. He, he took a risk. Come on, uh, come on. The odds were against you. He says, well, I'm for you. Come on, somebody. Come on, he's for you, amen. Come on, the odds seem against you. There's no way God can turn that person around. But God said, you know what? I'm going to invest my life. My blood is, my, my, my blood is, is better enough, amen, that will erase every sin, amen. God did it for you. I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to invest my life for you. I believe in you. That's what God says. He gave us all a chance. Let me tell you, church, when no one else did. Come on. He gave you a chance. Some of us got second, third, fourth chances in this place. Come on. God is a God of chance. God says, I'll give you that chance. I'll invest in you. I'll give you my, I'll give you everything. He invests and he gives us a chance to turn our lives around, to put our lives back in order. He's willing to take the chance when no one else wants, but he wants a return. Did you hear that? He wants a return. Matthew chapter 25, 19 of our text in the NIV says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. See, God is coming back to settle his account with you. Come on, you are going to be audited by God. Come on, you think being audited by the IRS is big, amen? God one day, amen, is going to audit your whole life. Come on, think about it. Are you ready for the audit? Come on, are you ready for that door to open and say, sit down, let's talk? What did you do with your life? What did you do with my son? Are you using... The talents that I gave you. He's going to audit all of us. And so we, we think, man, we got some time. But no one's promised tomorrow. People that lost their lives thought that they had all the, li- all the time they, they, they had. But life comes. The thief comes to steal. Kill. Destroy. We see it in, our, we see it in lives today. People, shootings in our schools, things. Kids that, man, they had a whole future taken away from them. What, what are we doing with our lives now? They're, they're going to have to answer to God themselves. All of us are going to have to answer to God. And so what did you do with it? What did you do with your taking care of it and working it? What did you do? See, God's coming back to settle the accounts, amen. We're going to be audited by God. Romans chapter 14, 12 says, so then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Each person in this place is accountable to Christ. See, many times we as Christians are base our moral judgments on, in, on our opinions, on personal dislikes, rather than God's word. How many know that your, your opinions really don't matter? It's all about what God thinks. Come on, in reality, come on, it's all about what, what, what's in God's word. I mean, it's not, you know, do you like it or not like it? I mean, well, what does God say? I mean, just like I said, uh, I think I ministered a message, what, WWD, JD, I mean, what would Jesus do? I think we need to go back to that. What would Jesus do in this situation? Instead of, well, my opinion is, well, you know what, really, I really don't like them, so I don't care if they leave the church. No, what does God say? 
I think we need to go back to what God says and what his word says and what we ought to do in our lives, amen. You know, well, I think now there's a new, new, new change in the church and it's now okay to do some things that were not okay before. Where does that come from? Somebody's opinion. Man's opinion. Because God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what? guess what, guys? What was wrong back here is going to be wrong over there. There's no change. God does not change. He has an unchanging character. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, church. So his word is, remains the same. So what was bad then is still going to be bad today, despite of what man's opinion is, even if it's coming from a man of God behind a pulpit. You can't just believe everything that comes behind this pulpit, church, unless it's aligned to God's word. You can lie in the word. I, I, I got to preach his word. I can't, pe- I can't preach my opinion. When you preach God's word and preach his truth, a lot of people don't want to hear it. So they'll go to the other one that's airing the opinions that you like. I'm going to go over here because over here they can. <laughs> over here, you know what, I can do this. Over here, shacking up's no problem. See you later. I'll see you in heaven. But maybe not. <laughs> see, I'm not here to, well, I'm not here. God's here really to wreck your life. <laughs> because once you touch, taste God and once you get into his presence, let me tell you, leaving from him, you'll always be jacked. <laughs> you'll never like sinning again. Man, when I went back to the world backslidden, I was having a time, but there was a time where I got sick and tired of where I was. And, man, I can't enjoy that high no more. Man, that, that dope doesn't get you that feeling no more. Man, it's like, what the heck's going on? It's because you left God, and he's still chasing you. And he's not going to leave you in that mess, amen. He's going to come at you. He's going to mess with you. He's going to try to get a hold of you. But let me tell you, once you taste God, everything else is going to have a bad taste afterwards. Come on, somebody. Is this? Man, I, I, I can't even imagine taking a drink of any type of alcohol. I mean, I, I mean, I'll ask you, yeah. It really does, man. Man, the, the ass can be so promoting, amen, but to me, it's like, it's caca. <laughs> Sin is caca. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, I don't know who likes caca here, amen. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> We're going to have to give an account, guys. See, we're all going to stand before God, and we're going to have to give a personal account of our lives. One day I'm going to have to give an account of everything, even what I'm doing behind this pulpit. I'm going to have to give an account, amen, of the ministry. I'm going to have to give an account of what I've done. I'm going to have to give an account of what I've done with my talents and my gifts. I'm going to have to give an account, amen, what I did with his son, amen. I'm going to have to give an account. You're going to have to give an account of what you've done. One day we're going to give it an account. We're going to be audited by God. We're going to sit and he's going he's to review your whole life. He's going to say, sit down, son. Sit down, daughter. Come on, let's turn on the reel. Let's look at your life. This is your life. And you're going to sit there and watch your whole life. And he's going to review you. See, in heaven's eternity, so the time is not a factor, church. And we're going to sit there, and I wonder if some of them are going to, hey. some of us are going to grudge at things. Oh, no, no, yeah. We're cool. We're so cool. <laughs> well, the movie hasn't ended. We'll see how it ends. Because let me tell you, if you're saved and you start living right, let me tell you, the past, he doesn't play. He doesn't play. He's not going to play my, my drunken days because it's gone. He's not going to play. He's going to play with the things he gave you when you were saved for us Christians. The other homies, their lives are going to be everything. They're going to show all the stuff that they did bad. And it's going to finally hit them. Man, I should have changed my life. I should have went. They're going to show them in church. And when God was dealing with them, 
and yet they didn't raise their hand and get, get, get saved. He's going to show you, I, I gave you a chance right there, son. I gave you a chance right there, daughter. You, I was calling to you. You felt me. I, you didn't come. You denied me. So now I deny you. It's, a, it's an account, church. He's not a bad God. It's just that we're going to have to give an account. That's why he loves you so much. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. But everyone to come to repentance. And so we got to do, what are we doing with our lives? Are we wasting it? Are we spending it? Or are we investing it, church? God's going to ask you a question. What did you do with the talents I gave you? Will he say, you were good and faithful with the five. Give them five more. Look, I invested. I, I made five more. Good. I'll give you much. I'll give you much more now. Are you going to be the one that hid and said, Master, I know you were hard. You know, I, I didn't want to mess it up at all, so I did nothing with it. He even told him, why didn't you put it in the bank? At least I would have got some interest. But you hid it under a rock that did nothing. Come on, sometimes we, 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 we're so afraid to use our talent. And so we, oh, God's going to judge me. God's going to, he's not going to like how I do things. And Let me tell you, there's no failure for stepping out. The failure is when you don't. If you step out and mess up, that's okay. As long as you tried. I think even with that, you'll double it from one to two. Just by stepping out in it. God wants you to invest. Don't hide it. He's going to ask you, what would you do? What Jesus gave you. What would you do with it? Did you tell anybody about me? Tell anybody about my son? Did you tell them about the blood? Did you tell them what I did? How I hung on the cross? How I invested my life for people? See, that's the principle of accountability. I'm going to close today with the same question of how I started today. Now that you're saved, what are you doing with your life? Are you wasting it? Are you spending it? Or are you investing it? Because I'm here to let you know that the owner's coming back. And you're going to have to give an account of what you did with it. Next week, I'm going to minister on the last four principles. To really realize that your life counts, church. That you can make a difference. I mean, you can make a difference in your own home with your children, from the, the ability that you, and the talents that you're giving you for your own household, that you can make impact on lives starting with your own house. Because really, I mean, no, that's your first ministry is your home, your children, your lives, and what you do in your home. God wants you to use the talent in your house to build it, amen, and so... Use what he's given you. Come on, understand that he's given you something and that he's the owner that owns everything. But we're going to have to be account. We're going to have to give an account, church. He's not a hard master. He gives graciously. But he wants a return. You know, we're not here to, you know, once saved, always saved. That's the mentality of those that don't use their talents. That you know what, I'm, I'm saved. Once saved, always saved. I don't need to do anything more. Then, then why, why does the Bible say to work out your salvation in fear and trembling? If that was the case. Come on, we can, we can lose. I'm a backslider, church. I, I'm, I'm proof that you can lose your salvation. I lost my salvation for 10 years. But thank God that he's gracious and kept me. And prayers from my, my mom and 
my wife and family that, that prayed for me that, you know, one day I would get right. And when I came before God, ashamed and almost losing everything, that he gave me a talent right when I gave my life to him. An alcoholic, he says, here, here's a talent for you, son. You're valuable. Come and use it. And let me tell you, I didn't hit it that time. I didn't, I, I used it. And I said, God, when he came to me, he said, what did you do with this, son? Look, look, God, I, I did this, and, you, and look what I'm doing now. Well, you've been faithful. I'm going to send you to Vegas now. <laughs> There's people out there that need to hear the gospel. Can you see how he was thinking about you? What is it now, 17 years that we're going to be here? 17 years ago, 18 years ago, when he dropped in my heart, my wife and I had hard to come out here. He was thinking of you. Son, I want you to invest your life. I want you to move out there because there's other lives I want you to invest in. He brought me for you. <laughs> That's kind of cool, huh? You may not look at it like that, you know, but would you be sitting here right now if it wasn't? God's thinking of you. I'm pretty sure you could have had another plan going on if this knucklehead said no. Because God is always concerned about his people. But I'm glad that I'm part of this plan. This is the greatest journey here, watching other people's lives. And other people's lives turn from where they first came in and when I first talked to them where they are now. Some of you guys walked in out of prison into this place. Some of you guys walked out of, out of the streets into this place. You guys walked in with marriage, marriage, your life was all falling apart, walked into this place, and I just see God just put everything together. I see the most talents over your life. How you guys are using the talents and I'm like, oh, you're, you're too much. And he chooses us as part of his plan. I don't know about you, that's pretty awesome. an accident. Come on, somebody say amen. You're here for a reason. Why don't we all stand up? If